Warning, the following show features stories performed by professional manglers under absolutely no supervision. Do not attempt to relive or reenact anything you hear on this show. Mangler Nation. Oh, ah! Oh, ah! Hey, what was that shit, man? You just ate the most acid I've ever seen anybody eat in my life. Manny, look at it. Pelican flying. Come on, Pelican. Can't feel my legs. I have no legs! Sorry, we're going, we're going streaking through the quad! You took too much, man. You took too much, too much. This week's story comes to us from Ryan Mervis, or Merv, to the people who know him well. He's a regular at the Comedy Store on Sunset Boulevard, and when he isn't up on stage doing stand-up, he's slinging shots behind the bar. We met with him in the heart of Hollywood to hear about... The night that I met the Wu-Tang Clan. We got tickets to go see the RZA. But you know there's not going to be just the RZA. There's so many people in the Wu-Tang Clan. There's like 40 dudes. Ryan is the type of guy that, walking down the street, you can't miss him. To give you perspective, he played a Viking on one of those Capital One commercials. He's over six feet tall, he has a long mane of red hair, and a huge bushy red beard. There was maybe six or seven of us that went, and we pre-gamed at the comedy store. Like we all, like, we're gonna get fucking wasted tonight. And I, my drink of choice is wild turkey. Like, mmm, yummy in my tummy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Gobble, gobble. (laughs) And we start taking shots. And comedy store shots are different than shots anywhere else. Because, like, a comedy store shot is about, like, two, three fingers of whiskey. Like, the standard shot is, like, a double shot for civilians. But for comics, it's like, let's see if you can live through the night. (laughs) Yeah. In the hour or so that we were there, I probably had maybe six or seven shots. And there were like these giant, like, we had to get a second bottle of whiskey, you know? And uh, so then we're like, we're good and healthy and drunk, so we stumble across the street to the uh, House of Blues. Since the two venues are across the street from one another, Ryan is very friendly with the staff at the House of Blues. And it's a good thing, because he's going to need a little help getting through the night. We go in and they, we, they like take care of us. They're like, come on. We had to like skip the line and stuff. And we go straight to the bar. Because the opening act hasn't even started yet. And they're just playing, you know, the house music. We go straight to the bar. And I know the bartender. So he gives us all these, you know, the giant IPAs. <laughs> and we start drinking them. Uh, I just like crush my first one. Uh, and I get a second beer. And I'm like, man, I'm going to make this night a little bit more intriguing. So I pull out a bag of Molly. <laughs> and, yeah, and Molly is gross. You know, like, if you, like, it's, it's like, physically disgusting. Unless it's in some sort of pill form, uh, it's, you know, it's not pleasant to the taste buds. So I'm like, I'm just going to put some of this Molly in my beer. And my drunken, bumbly hand just drops the bag of Molly in my beer. And that was, like, the Molly, like... For everyone. <laughs> and I didn't even tell anybody else that I brought Molly for them. So this was like, I'm like, maybe they don't just need to know it all. So I'm just drinking on my beer. Opening it still hasn't gone on. 
but I'm feeling real happy. And I enjoy a slapping a five, a high five. Um, you know, slapping skins, going up top, uh, old fashioned, if you will. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and so like I'm high fiving my buddies while we're chatting. Like every couple minutes, I'm throwing up some five. And that guy. yeah, oh yeah, I love slapping a five. Yeah, I'm like, hey man, yeah, yeah. You, you see what this called a high five? Give me one, boom. And then I'm like, I bet other people want to get in on this. <laughs> so like. They have house music playing, like, you know, whatever they're playing over the house speakers, and people, you know, filing in. And I go down on the day, I leave the little bar area, and like at the House of Blues on Sunset, it's there's a bar on stage left and stage right, and then there's a pit. And so I go to the pit, and I'm all dancey, feeling good, you know, getting around, and I'm just slapping vibes. And I'm probably the only white guy there. I'm addressing the white elephant in the room. I'm breaking down the barriers of race by assimilation. Uh, it's a RZA concert, you know? I'm not saying there weren't other white people that came in, but when I went there and my whole crew, I, I stuck out like a sore thumb. Plus I'm giant and hairy and screaming at people to high five me. Don't give me a high five, yeah! You did Holocaust from the land of the lost. Behold the pale horse, or Follow me. And like, I'm causing a bit of a ruckus. And so, uh, security is like, hey, you gotta go. I'm like, not with a high five. And they're like, yeah, well, you're not gonna high five us. I'm like, give me the fucking high five. And they're like, sir, you're gonna. And then they put me in handcuffs. Uh, yeah. So they're like leading me out in the handcuffs, and as I'm going past the entranceway, the head security guys are like, Merv? I'm like, hey, what's up, man? And, he, and he's like to his, his security guys, he's like, hey, do you know who this is? It's Merv from the comedy store. I'm like, what, yo, what's up? And he's like, dude, take those handcuffs off him. And like in the same motion, he takes the handcuffs off and slaps on a VIP wristband. And I'm like, oh, we're talking. I want to go up top. As <laughs> so I slap vibes, go right back in. So I make my, my whole crew stay at the bar, and I make my way high fiving all along back to the crew. And they're like, dude, what the fuck just happened? And I'm like, well, I high five my way out of these cuffs. And they're like, all right. So I get another beer. We do some shots. And the opening act has begun. Like, they just started. And so I'm like, I'm going down and dancing, guys. I'll be right back. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> so I go down, and I'm dancing, and I'm feeling real happy, especially because I got the VIP wristband. I got, you know, no handcuffs. Like, I'm feeling happy. I slapped a couple too many fives. Security came back. <laughs> and the security guy's like, dude, you gotta chill out. Come on. I'm like, give me a high five if you're gonna kick me out. He's like, I'm not giving you a high five. Like, this guy did not. Maybe he's a high 10 guy. I don't know. Maybe he likes to pound it. But 
he, he puts me back in the handcuffs. Mainly gives the high fives, I think. He's taking me out. Head security guy again. He's like, what happened now, man? And I'm like, oh, no. I'm just, you know, high-fiving. And so he's like, okay, hang on. Take the handcuffs off. And he puts on a wristband that's a no-alcohol wristband. Which, like, I didn't even know existed. Especially because, like, wristbands are easily taken off. So it's like, all right, you're cut off, wink. Like, and so I'm like, whatever. And he's like, you know what? I'm gonna throw you up here, and I, I think it'll work out a lot better for you. And I'm like, okay. So I follow him up. So Merv's security buddy escorts him backstage, hoping to keep him away from the general populace and out of trouble. But in a display of poor judgment that rivals Mel Gibson at a Malibu checkpoint, he decides to take Ryan right to the doorstep of Wu Tang. And this is the green room. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Where are we going? And my buddy's like, yeah. And I'm like, sweet. There is a clan of people on the other side of that door probably talking about Shaolin. <laughs> so I go in and like, it's me and like just a ton of babes and then a handful of Wu-Tang members. You're Jizza, the genius. That's right. And you're Rizza. AKA Bobby Digital. Yeah, you know it's hip hop, yo. You know it's hip hop. I mean, there's like 10,000 Wu Tang Clan members, so who knows who's all there? Because it's very blurry at this point. Yeah. And so I'm in there, and I'm like, who wants a high five? <laughs> and so, like, I start high fiving people, but I read the room because I'm like, okay, you gotta be cool. I'm like, okay, be cool, be cool. It's fucking Wu Tang. And, like, they were not stoked I was there. <laughs> I go in there, I read the room, I'm like, I'm gonna go. Because they're kind of giving me that, like, who the fuck is this guy? Look. <laughs> I go out, and then I'm like, I'm just gonna dance. I'm just gonna dance and see how long I'll, it'll be till I get kicked out. So I go to the dance floor. It was, like, five seconds. <laughs> They're like, yo, come on. And like, they, he immediately handcuffs me, but he only handcuffs me with one hand. He's like, like he handcuffed me into his hand with my hand, and he's like, you can hide five people on the way out. And I'm like, yeah! <laughs> so, like, the handcuffed high five is like my favorite high five of all time. Just like, yeah, I'm getting kicked out, but whatever, up top. <laughs> and. Then, like, I get kicked out, and my buddy was like, hey, man, fucking three strikes. I'm like, whatever, I'll see you later. And I walk across the street to the comedy store, uh, where I'm greeted with beers and shots. And so I go up, and then, like, I just join in the mayhem. Apparently, I did, like, a half an hour of stand-up. I want to say I stripped down fully naked, but uh, mankinied it or oh mangina it. And I'm like walking around. I know I was doing cartwheels oh at some point because I got like kind of injured. Like that, like when you wake up the next day and you have like those drunken bruises where you're like, whoa, I was a little sloppy. It's like in like really random, odd places. I'm like, how did I get a bruise on my butt? Yeah. But uh, yeah, then I woke up the next day and started all over. That was. The day that I met the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Deserves a high five. Right? Yeah, I'll slap a five. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs>
Special thanks to Ryan for that story. You can check Ryan out on Twitter at Ryan Mervis. And a quick note from the team here at Mangler Nation. Your support has been incredible so far. Please, if you can take 30 seconds and leave us a review on iTunes, it will ensure that we can keep the party going every week. So head to iTunes right now, search Mangler Nation, and click Write a Review. Thanks again. In the back of a pickup truck with hockey pucks and skateboards on the way to Woodstock. Leave home the Glock. Bangler Nation? This week's episode brought to you by Speedweed, LA's premier medical marijuana delivery service. Visit speedweed.com and place your order now. Mangler Nation. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget, we are scouring the globe for the craziest party stories. If you'd like your story to be featured on a future episode, go to manglernation.com and click the Your Story button. See you next time on Mangler Nation. Mangler Nation.